Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Howdy there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Completely Fucking Clueless Podcast. My name is Audrey Dean Flower. And my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both use she, her pronouns. What? Y'all, we're in a very singy mood today, so this is going to be a very singy episode, literally. She brought up Smash. I did. I brought up Smash. Smash the TV show? Yes, because if you know any like of the theater TikTokers, JJ Neiman went to our school. He's a theater TikToker, over a million followers, and is in the reading of Smash because I believe it's coming to Broadway. And so the other day I had to tell my partner about it because if you have not seen Smash or listened to the music, I will allow you to stop this podcast and go listen to it because binge watch it. Quit your job. (laughs) <laughs> go to a remote location and just binge smash binge it's oh the canceled music. before it's time it's uh, literally it only had two seasons but it's coming to broadway which i'm very excited about because i just the music is just quintessential like broadway but i'm not really sure what the musical is gonna be because i know they've done like some like stage readings and like because the show was about doing a Marilyn monroe show and yes so it was the smash the musical <laughs> Is it, is actually, it about the show? Is it doing the Marilyn musical? Is it doing the other musical that also takes place in universe? Like, is it going to be using the music from the show? Like, what is the plot? I really hope it's using the music from the show. <laughs> Me too, but I feel like they tried to do that a while back. And, and it didn't work. And didn't for, like, some sort of copyright reasons. But this is, I'm pulling a memory up from, like, five years ago of Broadway mm. tea. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we'll have to ask JJ. Yeah, literally. Um, but I, we're just in a singing mood because of it. Cause now I'm just like, fade in. I'm like, I want to perform, but we have other things to do today because you guys officially a month from yesterday, I am turning 26 Woo! and I'm feeling some type of way about it. That's fair. Yeah. It's just crazy because I feel like. Now this is starting to get to the age where like there's some things that like may or may not happen. Like, I don't know. Like I just am like, oh, like I maybe want to like start a family by 30. Yes. And that's not that far away from 26. <laughs> I have someone I'm talking to on a dating app where uh, I'm like very much like kind of realized like, oh, they are much more of an adult than I am. Yes. Like. I mean, A, just as a starter, it does say, like, so on Hinge, you can, like, say what your dating goals are and then write a little thing. And he wrote something about how, like, a lot of his friends are getting married. And so he's starting to seriously think about that. And okay. I would also say just, like, even he, like, writes in paragraph forms. Like, it feels like I'm conversing with an adult. Yeah. And I would say I'm going to go on a date with him. But I do very much feel like it's going to be a thing of, like, hey, I'm probably not looking for the same thing you are. You seem like you're, like, very serious about getting married soon. And, right. like, he's also 
a couple years older than me. I think he's 28. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that's when people really start to yes. like, especially men, I think, because up until that point, it's just like they're like, fuck around and find out. Like, they just want to have a good time. But then, you know, a couple of their bros will start to get engaged. So he's going home for two weddings in a couple of weeks oh yeah he is down bad he's starting to freak out he's having his crisis he's like and 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 have you ever from from my point the taxi cab theory that men just like yeah end up with whoever they're with when they're ready yeah i don't fully disagree yeah Uh, yeah um but i'm probably gonna go on a date with him still um because he seems nice and whatnot but i do like I feel like I'm a little baby. Well, you know what's so funny? Have you seen that clip of Jojo Siwa on her yes! podcast saying, if you haven't seen it, basically Jojo Siwa went, is like, what, 19 years old, mm-hmm. went on her podcast and said that she is looking for somebody who is ready for children. Which, like, A, makes me really sad of, like, I saw someone talking about how, like, she had, you know, honestly. No childhood. A, a traumatizing childhood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, like, how she is 19 barely a legal adult barely outside of that has not had the time to process that of like yeah going straight into having kids on a lot of levels a bad idea um, so she needs to heal herself before yes. she does that because all she's gonna do is pass that on to yes. the next her next generation I, I feel like especially because like so much of like what her sort of brand was very much geared towards kids friendly and she's yeah. kind of aged out of that and it like does kind of bring up the sit of what hit in your stomach of like oh are do you want that so that you can continue like the jojo siwa brand for children like right or maybe she's just like clue like she's having her life crisis mm-hmm. like quarter life like 20s crisis and now that she's aging out of the bows she's aged out of nickelodeon and now she's kind of in this like state of unknown and uncertainty she's like fuck like what do i do the only thing i know is children and being a kid and and representing that so like I should have one which is just crazy because again like I send no hate or ill will to anybody that has a child young like if that is what you want or if it's a situation that comes upon you and you say hey I'm gonna make the best out of this amazing but I think for me like thinking of me having a kid at 19 or any age like up until like I'm just like I can't a she's still literally a teenager yeah she still I think lives with her parents yes um and b your brain ain't done cooking mama like no again no hate judgment or shame or anything among people who have kids young but like i also kind of think there's a certain level in which it's like not super fair to the kid like they're being raised by someone who is not an adult yet they're being raised by someone who's still growing up and i know that some really like cool things can come of that but like like i've spoken to like my oldest sister taryn a lot about that of like my dad was not super young when he had her but like still pretty young yeah and he ended up living with her or my dad and my sister lived together while my dad was in between marriages and like she and this is somewhat more of my dad still to this day hasn't really figured out feeding himself (laughs) um but my sister kind of had to function as the parent in certain degrees and I don't think that that is fair to parentify a child sure I think Um, my mom had to deal with that too you know because her mom was very young I think she was like my nana was like 17 or 18 and you know I think had three kids like oh my god yes the other day we were talking on the phone and she was just like talking about life and I was talking about being 25 and whatever and she was like yeah by 25 I had three kids yeah um and so I think it's, it's it's this interesting dynamic because the parent is still 
growing up and is mm-hmm. essentially pretty much still a kid of some sorts. And so are the children. And, and I think that's like a hard dynamic. Yeah. Particularly or interesting I, one. I think it's like a hard time to raise kids, like a very hard a time s- of like, Especially right Social now. media yeah. and technology is like, I think it's a pretty hard time to have kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, 26, very soon, very crazy. Yes. We're going to catch up a little bit with you guys, but we're basically going to talk about the quarter life crisis today and our thoughts on it. Audrey's been 25 for about six months now. I'll be over my 25th year pretty soon. And we thought this would be interesting to talk about because it's this thing. It's it feels like a big deal. 25 for some reason felt like a really big deal to me. Yes. It felt really scary. It felt like a big deal. And I think like a lot of people, especially now with like TikTok, everybody talks about in their 20s feeling these struggles and these life crisis. And I have some interesting opinions. That I'll get into. Do you have any clues moments this week? I actually do. Let me say mine. Okay. So this is actually more of a complaint than a clueless moment. <laughs> um, sometimes I mix the two. But my current like, clueless moment is I like why does the one train in the city not have like and it does have an express the two or the three but the two or the three like they stop at 96th Street. So anything above that um you can't get to like quickly and so I guess I'm just like why why can the one train not like have like express hours like during like commuting time like from the hours of like seven to ten and from like four to seven where would you want it to stop at my stop which I'm not going to tell you guys (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the thing of like yeah <laughs> or like near my step, like even if it was at the I, one before mine. I do mine, agree that it should go. Oh, uh, just a yeah. little bit higher up. Yeah, like absolutely. even if it was like a couple, like a stop or whatever before mine. Like I could do that walk. That walk's not bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like 96th Street. Like that's so not high. Like no. it's not high, guys. That's like very I have plenty of way to go. Um, but that's like my current yeah clueless moment. It's just like some of like the subway stuff is like, hmm, why do we decide to do this? My clueless moment, um, if you already follow us on TikTok, you already know about it. Plug for our TikTok. Go check it out. Go check it out. We post things there. Sometimes they're just clips of the podcast, which you already listen to based on the fact that you're hearing me right now. But sometimes we post other things. Slay. Um, and it's the system of naming light bulbs. And I understand I really didn't check or look thoroughly when I bought these light bulbs. I literally think I just like clicked in light bulbs and kind of maybe bought the first thing that popped up. Um, however, daylight on a light bulbs if they say daylight that does mean doctor's office yeah light. like very white bright yes um, it's not warm yeah and so my bathroom makes me sad right now it's this really aggressive bright white light i actually have one of the daylight light bulbs in and one of my old light bulbs that's still working um i gotta check out your bathroom i haven't been <laughs> and in there it's bad and i hate it and i haven't fixed it yet <laughs> No, I love a warm light. We have this um, light in our apartment that definitely should have a chandelier on it. But honestly, I think we'll never put a chandelier on it like that. Is it the big light? The big light that just like hangs down. Like basically, I think they did it because technically like there you put like a table there, like a dining space. But like it's just this like long, like three bulb light. And like I'm just like, why couldn't you just do the extra step and put like a chandelier cover on it? But I th- like we've almost lived there for like three or four months now. And I'm just like, I think it's just going to stay like this. I hate big lights. I'm a big light hater. I'm a lamp fan. Whenever people turn on the big light when they first enter my apartment, because there's not really any lighting, they'll click the light switch which turns on a big light it's one of like two light switches in my apartment and it turns on the ugly light and i always go and scream ah the ugly 
ugly light. Not and then I immediately light. turn it off and people are like, it's dark though. I want to see things. And I'm like, let me pull up my little fucking app and I'll turn on some lights. Cause there are like no light switches in my apartment. So everything's on a fucking app. But yeah, I hate the big light so much that I'd rather be in the fucking dark. than I have the ugly hue lights. Light. I love hue lights. They're a little bit of an investment, but I got a bunch of them in college um to use because i lived in the the party house and so we would use them to like change the lights and it's really fun because hugh has this app like called like disco and you can like sync it with music and it's super fun and so i just love curating good vibes you know in my room and i use the app and just like make a bunch of different colors Mm -hmm. like i'll turn them to red i was set mine to red at night yes and it's just like it's such a vibe i don't know i'm a huge colored lights lover like um and using like lights that are hooked to an app i think it's so great so handy so useful i love it but yeah I'm again the only downside is remember those few days i didn't have wi-fi so i was just in the dark there all, you go basically all my lights are on wi-fi so i did have to use the ugly lights because i had like two lights in my entire apartment that would work and i was just in the dark for a good like two weeks yeah not two weeks it was probably a week i'm being dramatic anyway speaking of the dark you know what i got the greatest validation from my psychiatrist today not today the other day so i have a psychiatry appointment every three months that's usually pretty standard if you're seeing a psychiatrist to you know check up and see what's going on and i was just telling her she you know she's asking me how are you doing and i was like honestly like i'm just meh like i'm not like feeling depressed but like it's the winner, you know, like I'm not really wanting to go out as much like, you know, it's We cloudy. also didn't have the sun for two weeks. We right. had like two full weeks in New York where we didn't have sun a single day and that crushed my spirit. Yeah. And she and she looked back at me and said, she's like, honestly, like every patient that I've been seeing has said the same thing is that they're just like meh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? If this psychiatrist is telling me that, like, I am not alone in this. So if you have been also feeling like meh, like the winter blues I've been calling it, like, I just think it's totally normal. It's hard. I, I've decided that I know we're already kind of far into this month. We're like, what? It's the 10th? I don't the really 11th. Know the date of this. It's the 11th. Whatever. Um, I'm really trying to focus on opposite action this month because I feel like something that I've been ruminating and talking on therapy and life about is I'm in a much better place but I think I was in a bad place for so long that I got really used to those sort of like protective habits 100%. I had that really aren't serving me anymore but they're just like so reactive and I just so do them on impulse now yep. as like a protective manner against myself but it's now holding me back instead of helping me um, that I'm really gonna just fucking lean into opposite action this month because I just want to hermit hole and it's not helping me anymore. So we're focusing on opposite action. So I encourage you to try some opposite action this week. You know, when it's a little sunny out, when the sun has finally clawed its way out from behind the fucking gray that encapsulates all of fucking winter. Go, go out and stand in it. Yep. Take in the sun. Do the little extra thing. Put a nice candle on in your apartment so it feels cozy instead of drab. Opposite action is the healer of everything. You know, I was literally talking about this with my roommate because I had put up on the CFC stories because I think everybody struggles with this. Like, what is something that you avoid doing or like you just get annoyed at doing because like, you know, it's good for you, but like, it's just like hard to do. And a lot of people responded, which made me like, again, feel like this sense of community because I think like as much as we see on TikTok and we see people doing all these like Sunday resets and like 
eat what I eat in a day and like these things like I think more than not people struggle with like you know certain like habitual routine things that you need to do every day and my roommate was like I struggle with like taking my vitamins and things like that and I was Mm -hmm. like girl I have been there because I remember for like the first like six to eight months post like my depressive episode and you know getting on new medication like I would never take my meds regularly and then I had to wake up one day and realize like I am never gonna start to feel better if I do not consistently do this because it'll never build up in my system I'll never see if it's working and so I was encouraged encouraging her I was like I think what helped me was just finding a time of day where I I could do it and I was like for me it was right before I go to bed I put all I did not care that all my pill bottles were sitting mm-hmm. on my nightstand they were in my line of view and that is when I would take everything and now that I've built up like that routine now like I'm starting to shift some things around because like they need to be shifted around like some in the morning some at night but like make it easy for yourself like you know oh who's calling you Julia Perry, oh my star goodness. of the podcast. Hey, Julia, hey. we're recording. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? Oh, my God, you're recording? I literally had a moment where I thought you were recording. <laughs> we're recording. Hey, Queen. Okay, hi, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I guess my phone wasn't on mute. Fun fact, my ringtone is the Kim Possible theme song. Do, 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 do. But I love this goal for you. Opposite act, opposite, opposite action February. Yeah, I feel like I kind of like, so I, I have some tattoos that I want to get done <gasps> that are in honor of oh. my family. But first I know that I want the first tattoo that I get to just be about me. And so I've been ruminating on and off of what I want it to be. And one that I've been, I don't think I'm going to end up getting this one, but I've been sort of ruminating on is, so I don't know how well you know the Greek myth of Persephone and Hades. I know it a little bit. I mean, there are a lot of different versions, but the gist is Hades captures Persephone. She ends up in hell. She eats six pomegranate seeds. And if you eat the food of the underworld, you have to stay in the underworld. Zeus eventually intervenes and says, well, for the six pomegranates, she'll spend six months in hell and six months above in the world. Her mother is Demeter, who was the goddess of harvest. And so basically for the six months, her daughter's down in the underworld. That's when winter happens because Mm. she's angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and there are a lot of different variations of this myth. Um, But the thing that I've kind of been ruminating on is the idea of choosing to stay in hell. Of like, there are a lot of different iterations of like, whether or not Persephone knew eating the food would mean that she has to stay in hell. Mm -hmm. And like, there are a lot of different variations of how this all plays out. Um, But on the idea of like, not choosing to stay in hell yeah well that renee rap lyric the heaven i know the mm-hmm. the devil i know beats the devil uh or the heaven i don't yes um and so just really ruminating on that idea of like choosing to not eat the pomegranate seeds and not stay in hell um and that like i feel like i'm kind of at this point with my mental health where like the next step towards feeling better has to be done by me mm-hmm. uh and that's hard and intimidating and scary and a lot of different things. Um, So I'm really trying to work on opposite action and like choose to not be in hell. So anyway, the idea of the tattoos would be like a little pomegranate. I don't think that's the one I'm going to end up doing. That's cute. Um, But I I always, my sister compared me once to Persephone's because she said Persephone is both the goddess of spring and the queen of death. Mm. And I just always thought that that was fucking cool. 
anyway that was fucking cool yeah i actually think next weekend so i'm going away next weekend for a little bit with olivia for like three days um but i think i'm gonna do like a total social media like cleanse like i'm just gonna put my phone away because i feel like i've been very like feeling a little burnt you know Mm -hmm. just like there's a lot of crispy a little i'm feeling a little crispy like a crispy piece of bacon that's how i'm feeling that's my current hyperfixation food do you want to know something what speaking of crispy I burnt a little bit of my hair. <gasps> like, not with a hair tool. With, with fire. fire. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you have a candle on? It, I didn't have a candle on. <laughs> um, I was smoking a little bit of weed outside, and it was really windy, and whoops, my hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we got to be, and like, thank God my hair didn't go up in flames. Hair is very flammable, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think I just got lucky that my hair didn't all light on fire. Um, and very much was thinking of, uh, it's in the sequel of Spy Kids, where the woman's hair gets caught on fire, and she looks really crazy afterwards. Anyway... Be careful with flames, everyone. That's so funny. And so I sometimes go through when I'm anxious and I have hairdresser scissors and I'll go through and cut off my split ends. And all of a sudden I was like, why do the ends of some of my hair look so weird? They were like black. And I was like, oh, it's because you burnt your hair. You lit it on fire a little bit. And then you just forgot about that. Um, Anyway, don't light your hair on fire. That's actually so funny. Tip uh, of the day. I went out um to dinner like a m- couple months ago with two of my friends and one of them leaned over oh. and her hair went in the fire and it, it smelled like it smells mm-hmm. like you can smell it. But that's funny. But yeah, I feel like a crispy, not crispy. I feel like a little bit burnt mm-hmm. bacon char words. Yes. <laughs> um, And so I was just like, I think I got to like take a break. Like I'm not going to no. film anything. I don't want to like post anything look at anything I think it's hard like when like you know my full-time job is posting on Mm -hmm. social media we do a lot of social media I like to do some on my own so just like needing disconnect connect. yeah I know I'm always connected so we're just connecting next weekend absolutely I I've become a big fan of the do not disturb I definitely used to use it a lot when I was in sort of a depression hut and didn't want to deal with people but now I think it's sometimes nice to just like put it on of like you don't need to get like even if I have the free time like don't need to get back to that right away just like it's okay to like put it on put it away go vibe with something else yeah treat my text like an email yeah of like hey I can get back to that in a couple yeah hours. no 100 percent especially like at night or like when you need some like mm-hmm. downtime I think it's important to have that like work-life balance I think a lot of the time like some people are like oh you know, I guess sometimes I say like, I don't like to overexert myself mm-hmm. in my nine to five. And it doesn't mean I don't care about it. I do. I like it. I think I give it my all, but I think I'm very aware of like, there is balance and I want to give like the respect to the balance of my life. And that is important because I feel like for so many years I didn't. So Sage. that's a tea, but yeah, let's get into the quarter life crisis, you guys, because it's so interesting. It's going to be time. It's going to be a time. Where did you think you'd be at 25? Certainly not here, baby girl. <laughs> Certainly not here. I think it's the same thing with like the idea of 30 and you think as a kid, you think 30 is so old. Mm-hmm. And now as I creep closer to it, I'm like, wait, I feel like a baby. Mm-hmm. But as a teenager, yeah, I think I thought by like 25. Teenagers, teenagers have a horrible sense of what age they are and again literally whenever i i speak 
about teenagers, I feel like I sometimes sound a little bit mean, but I mean it with all of the love in the world. And I mean it as someone who like remembers being a teenager not that long ago. Your brains are a little bad. You don't have a good sense of perspective. Like, and even at this age, I have a horrible sense of perspective. You're not very old. Haven't lived very long. Your brain is still kind of bad at things. Like teenagers don't have a good sense of what age things are. Whatever perspective you had of what age you thought things were when you were a teenager, let it go. Yeah, just let it go. You're let wrong. It go. Yeah, like if even if you're 20 right now listening to this or yeah, or late teens, even like 21, 22, like just let go of what you think 25 is going to look like. You know, it's funny. I came up with the idea for this episode. I think like maybe I was like four months into 25. You hadn't even turned 25 and you were like, can we like wait till I turn 25? I was like, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. And I was just like looking at some of the notes I had written back when I, you know, started putting some ideas down for this episode. And so much has literally changed since I had written that. Like I had wrote written about these anxieties of like, when am I going to move to the city? When am I going to have like a full-time job or feeling nervous about having a full-time job and all these things. And like now looking back, I'm like, wait, like so many of these things that I was like anxious about or wondering if they would happen happened. Yeah. And so my like, Con- now, I don't even want to call it a controversial opinion, but my controversial opinion is that 25 was my best year. Say, Yeah, it has been like the best year of my 20s or the best year in a while um, so far because I feel like, I don't know if it was like that frontal lobe coming together or what, but I feel like this year, one, I think just a lot of the things that I had been working on in my early 20s were finally starting to like come into fruition. Like mm-hmm. I finally got to move to the city. I finally got like a job that I, I like, which is a lot. Like people don't always like their jobs. You know, I, my partner and I really worked hard on our relationship and I feel like I mended some of these like bad habits I had in relationships and so it's interesting because I did think that I'd be maybe a little bit further along by the time I was 25 and I mostly mean that in the like career and financial world but if I really sit back and like look at my life at 25 I really like it yeah yeah and I'm like okay damn like this is I think I'm exactly where I need to be like I'm still learning I'm still growing because at the end of the day I'm only 25 but like you know, I've started taking like a couple steps towards things. I'm not at all where I thought I'd be, but I sort of agree with the sentiment that I think I'm where I need to be. I yeah. mean, so I have a callback for theater, yeah! the theater back home. Um, and is it a small theater? And what it, I mean, I'm still really hoping to book the job, send me good vibes, break legs towards me. Um, but it is, would be working at the same theater doing kind of the same job that I did when in between my sophomore and junior year of college Mm -hmm. so it does a little bit feel like not going back to ground zero but going back to like step five when I kind of thought I'd be at step 25 at this point yeah um and does feel weird but I also am like really trying to approach like past me with more kindness and be like I am in like a solid place and I I I have the saying that I've said for like a lot of my life that I have no regrets because I like where I am and I wouldn't change anything in the past and risk that because you have no idea what costs anything yeah and in the past like year and a half of saying that I have kind of not really said that saying as much because it hasn't really felt true for me and it's starting to feel true again 
Um, and I think this year is going to be kind of scary. I'm probably leaving this apartment this year, which feels sad for me. It's been my home for three years or yeah. will be three years by the time I leave. And there's going to be a lot of change, but I think it's good. I think this is going to be a big year. And I was really scared going into it. Yeah. And do I feel like my brains come together? Not really as much as I would like. But I'm I'm excited. I, I'm I'm going somewhere. You're optimistic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is. I feel is, like I'm cooking. Yeah. I feel like when I was thinking about like what to say about like the quarter life crisis and, and being 25 and moving into like the next quarter of my life, like I think so much of like my life since graduating and I, and I couldn't think, realize it at the time was just like taking these small baby steps to formulate a life because mm-hmm. the thing is we said this so many times when you graduate college, it almost feels like jumping off a cliff. Yeah. And now you're landing on the ground and you got to like get yourself up and, and, and build that life. And, and I don't think that happens overnight. And sure you can look on social media and see people become an overnight success or, or reach success at, you know, a, a young age, which isn't bad or whatever. But I think for most people, after you graduate college or like you leave high school, you're getting into your twenties is really just about like making a life for yourself because up until that point you were a kid. Yeah. And about like the idea of like a 20, like quarter life crisis, like crisis at 25. I think the big thing is like not letting yourself stress about the crisis too much or stay in crisis for too long. Like just keep taking those baby steps. And before you know it, you're going to be far away from the car crash that was that crisis. Like, right. Just I think don't let yourself be consumed by the crisis because you're going to feel in crisis all the time. Again, mm-hmm. your brain is still finishing. Like, I know, like, I, a lot of my life, I kind of lived in this very, like, hyper anxious state of, mm-hmm. like, I lived in panic for so long. And, like, now I'm learning to, like, let go of the panic and just, like, keep walking. Like, yeah. I, I agree with that statement. I feel like, yes, there are a hundred percent days where I'm like, I look on social media or I'm like, I wish my dreams would come true. Like, oh, this person's already at that, like that stage of their life. Like, I wish I was there. But then, yeah, I think I sit back and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I am actively working towards the things that I want. I'm showing up to my job. I'm showing up to the podcast. I'm showing up to myself. And yes, sometimes it's always not like a hundred percent consistent every single day. Every I'm hitting the mark for every single thing, but like things are moving and they're progressing and there's momentum. And so I just feel like I I know that I'm going somewhere and just because I'm not exactly where I want to be, it isn't necessarily a bad thing. And if you focus too much on the crisis, then you won't have time and space in your life for working on those small things that are going to eventually big up to s- build up to something bigger. Right. Like, just don't get caught up in the crises. Yeah. And I say that as someone <laughs> who is constantly caught up in the crises. Yeah. I think it's about like shifting the mindset. I think what I've tried to do a lot this year is look at the things that I have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm like, okay. Like that is obviously not helping me. It's making me feel like shit. So like what have have I done, you know, by like this point in my life? And, you know, 
even the things that I didn't love so much in the moment, like what did those experiences give me? Like, you know, living at home gave me time to save money. It gave me this like safe base to come home to like being a nanny. Sure. That's not what I wanted, but it started me saving money and getting into a routine. And I was waking up really early. It gave us time to really like figure out this podcast. Like, I just think that if you really look at it, you can find the the good in what you think is not amazing. I a big thing for me this year has been like trying to work on being kinder to like myself, both like in the present, in the past and in the future. And I feel like I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast, but like you got to find a way to be like nicer to yourself. And yeah. like some of that is forgiving like past choices you've made. Because if you're spending so much time being angry at yourself over the past or what you're not doing or you don't have, it's a huge waste of energy towards like actually moving towards the future. And like it's just going to continue to weigh you down. Yeah. And I think like your 20s are a good time to sort of sort through some of your shit. Yeah. Before like a lot of people in their 30s, their priority changes. It's focused about like building a family and whatnot. And I think something that like I think has really been a focus for me because I've gone to be single is like I'm getting to be selfish and like sort of dig through my shit and like maybe find a way to like look back on past versions of myself a little bit kinder mm. and how to like be kinder to future me like yeah again this whole sort of thing that I've been talking about of like learning to care for yourself and that includes future self of like if you start to really care about yourself then you're gonna care more about building a good future for yourself and not getting so caught up in what everyone else is doing but focusing and learning what like you really want and what really works for you because it might not be what everyone else is doing yeah I think that's like kind of the hard thing because I think like in your especially in your early 20s I think you are constantly looking around you and looking to see because you've all been kind of on this railroad right. track together that's right. like very set up very structured you're all kind of going at the same pace like for them there are outliers but for the most part everyone's kind of we're on the right same, we're on the same path and now it's like basically you all jump off the cliff and you all land somewhere different so when you're trying to like see if you are like quote unquote like succeeding in life or trying to like give yourself the grade of life and you start looking around you everybody's at like different levels and points everyone also has different fucking starting points and different ending points different aims that they want of like someone might not care about the things that you want and that is gonna mean they end up somewhere really different and that's okay Yeah, I I agree with that. I think like especially now at 25, it feels like, you know, everybody, like all my friends, like we are all kind of in this space of like, not that we all want very vastly different things, but I think like we all have our dreams and things that we're like working towards Mm -hmm. and, and all have different priorities. Like for example, like I'm in a pretty committed relationship like that's a big priority to me but like for you or my roommate Liz who are single like that may not be a priority for you right now just like what we what we talked with Burt Reynolds last the other week where she was like yeah like dating's not a big priority for me right now no and I like I this person who I was talking about uh, about who seems really adult is something that I really liked and did respect of what they said is it like I we'd messaged a little bit and then it took me like a week to get back to them I was like hey sorry I've been busy 
blah, blah, blah. And they were like, that's so okay. I might have spoken about this last week. I don't know. My no, memory, I don't honestly, think so. I, no. I've never heard about this. Okay, I was like, okay. I told someone else about this, but they <laughs> they messaged back being like, no, that's so okay. Like life has got busy. And like, I understand like how like a dating app where you've spoken to someone like once or twice is probably not a high priority for you right now. And that's like, okay, that like this isn't the priority. And like, uh, I think something that I did, even though I think most likely the relationship with this person is probably not going to go anywhere. I have really learned of like a, like that I want to really be conscious of respecting of like other people's priorities and mm. B of like, Oh, I want someone who also respects my priorities. Yeah. Um, well that's the th- that. And, and truly like for me as a 25 year old who is in a very like pretty committed, serious relationship, that is something that, I'm very happy that's in my relationship is that I feel like Olivia and I have communicated well about what our priorities are. Like, for example, like, you know, I've said this on the podcast before people were confused or questioned why I didn't want to move in with my partner right away. And I was like, well, because a priority of mine is kind of figuring my myself out first and, and having this experience for myself first, because if this is the person that I end up with, like we have so many years for all of these things, you know? And I think it's the same thing in career, in money and whatever, like there you have a whole life and, and, and really 25 is just finishes the first quarter of your life. Think about that. Like this is the first quarter out of like four, if we're making it to a hundred for a good quarter, you're a child with Literally. a brain that really isn't that big like so let's think about it all right so like maybe we've 20 years old all right that that's only five years and so as much as I think we all want everything to be certain to not be clueless to be knowing the path that we're going down by like your mid-20s I just don't think it's realistic and I think it's okay for it not to be realistic And I also think it's like in the idea of being clueless is you need to figure out the things that aren't clueless for you. The world is always going to be a lot of question marks. Yeah. Sort out for yourself. What are the things that you're not clueless on? And also it's okay for those things to change. Like something that uh, frustrates me a lot when talking to family is that like I at this point don't think that I probably want to have kids. I'm not fully against it. I'm open to it if my partner wants kids but I'm not confident about it. And everyone tells me that I'm going to change my mind. And I always tell them, well, I absolutely reserve the right to change my mind. I might someday change my mind and want kids. That's okay. Figure out what you want for now. And don't let anyone make you feel fucking bad about it. If you change your mind, you're allowed to fucking change your mind. You need to communicate with the people around you who it'll affect, but you can change your mind. Literally. I posted about this on TikTok the other day because I'm taking Manjaro and I wanted to do like a little update because uh, like transparently like on TikTok I had posted some things when I went through my first um, round on Wagovi. I was like I fucking hate this drug like it really because at that time it fucked me up like it was making me throw up it was bad and then you know like I still really struggled with my weight and I went back to the drawing board with my doctor and I found an option that is working so much better for me and I literally said in that video like normalize like changing your mind and needing to go back to the drawing board and needing to say all right like let me give this another shot but like here's how I'll tweak it this way or Mm -hmm. do something differently this way like I just think that you know, you're growing so much in your 20s. You're figuring out who you are, figuring out 
what your priorities are, what things you want in life, who you want to spend your time with. And that takes a lot of experimenting mm-hmm. and trying and failing and things not working out and then needing to go back to the drawing board and then making a step forward and oh that's working all right we're taking another Mm -hmm. step forward there but I 100% agree with you where like feeling the things that feel like secure for you like I was talking about this with Olivia I was like you know there are things that feel very up in the air sometimes but something that feels nice for me in my life in my situation is like my relationship feels like this very safe home base for me. And I'm like, you know, when I think about us and I think about all the work that we did during my 25th year, I am just like so proud. And I think like, all right, like I've gotten something right. Like something has made this like step forward. And so that's why I just like would encourage anybody that's listening to this is just like really think about your your life at this point and think about the things that you are doing every day to make your dreams happen to get where you want to be and be like proud of those things and also like friends and friendships are going to change and if someone is making you feel shitty about the things that you want I think this is a time of reassessing your relationships of like people that like you were maybe friends with in college of like it, it maybe you just don't have the same values or like want the same things anymore like I very much I I know like certain like when I was in college I would stay out because my friends wanted me to and whatnot and I don't anymore my friends don't ever make me feel bad about that but if they did that would maybe be a sign to like they're a if (laughs) that maybe be a sign that like they're not a good fit for you doesn't mean they're a bad person or a bad friend but like I really know for me that like I like to go out for the time that I do and then when I'm not enjoying it anymore because I hit a very hard wall I go home yeah and like I am very thankful that I have friends that are totally support me in that they have no fucking issue with that yeah I know for me like it was funny one of my coworkers the other day was like do you want to go to happy hour and I was like this needed to be on my calendar three weeks ago. Yeah. Like I'm very much of a person and I'm truly my mother's daughter because my mother calls me the other day and she's going to brunch with her friends tomorrow at this place called American Bar, which I brought her the other week and she really enjoyed it. And she was like, but then your dad asked me to go see his friend playing the band in a band on Saturday. And she's like, now I have two plans this weekend and I hate that. And I was like, I am truly your daughter. Cause I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, I like to do one big thing a weekend and then that's it. <laughs> um, like I'm a very, like, you know, I like to have like plans scheduled out. So if like somebody wants to hang out with me or do something, I'm like, let me know. So like I can put it on my calendar because it, it just like, I prepare for it. I'm not very much of a, like, sometimes I'm a like fly on the wall person, but I'm for most, of the time I'm like fly on the wall means something entirely different no it didn't mean fly on yep I'm uh flexible like or go with the flow that's it go with the flow sometimes (laughs) not very often I can be a go with the flow person I have to be in the right state in the right mood most of the time I'm like I need to like I think because of like anxiety and stuff like I just need to prepare mentally you know so I'm like like for tonight I'm going to a birthday party and it's so weird. All this week I was somewhat anxious about it. I think I'm just, you know, last weekend I had a heavier drinking like experience and it wasn't bad, but I think, it, you know, sometimes it can like bring up anxiety and whatever. And like a part of me was like dreading it. And of course then I'm like, all right, do I really want to do this or not or whatever? And I'm like, no, like I do want to go. I think it's just like, I've been very comfortable just being in my apartment and like whatever. Um, but if I also didn't want to go because I was like, I want to be comfortable in my apartment, that's okay too. 
yeah, it's about finding a balance and like it's fucking hard. And I mean, you're not you're sometimes going to pick the wrong choice and you're going to throw off the fucking seesaw. And that's OK. You're learning your shit. And it's hard to like distinguish between like, again, we were talking about opposite action mm. and now we're sort of talking about like stay in when you want to. And it's hard to learn. Yeah. Which is which. Which is which. Yeah. You're not always going to be able to tell. But like this is a great time for like learning with yourself what are like the signs of it yeah like which like is it really just that like is it this just anxiety ramping up and telling me like oh you shouldn't go ever and hate you fucking whatever or is it like I'm really tired and I really do need a night of rest and like for every person the signs of which is which are going to be different yeah and figuring out and striking that balance is going to be entirely different but I think like again I think the 20s and the way that they are now is still pretty recent as far as human development and i think that we have this really awesome opportunity to like spend a decade with yourself and really figure out yourself and learning yourself and how you work and tick and what works for you and what doesn't and what you like and what are like signs that like your body is trying to tell you something that your brain hasn't quite figured out like Mm. you again this thing i've been talking about you get to be kind of selfish and i don't mean that in a bad way no i don't think it's a bad i think it's a beautiful like selfishness that you get in your 20s that you know again once you start having a family once you start having other people in your life like a partner like you know it you don't get that like i think for me whenever i think about kids like not that i'm thinking about that anytime soon because i'm i want to be selfish because i'm like when i because i personally know like i want to be a mom one day and i'm excited for that when that happens but not now i'm like once that happens like I feel like for me once I have a kid like that's my life now yeah so I'm trying to like do me right now so that like you know hopefully one day when I'm ready like I'm ready to pass pass all my love and care to this little itty bitty thing that comes out of my vahuha you can kill them so easily they die so easily oh my god yeah but (laughs) that was so dark of me sorry wow (laughs) so dark but yeah, I don't know. For me, if I think about like my crisis moment, it wasn't at 25. I feel like my more crisis was like the first year and a half post-grad, maybe even a little bit before then in my senior year. I think that was brought on by like when my depressive episode happened, pandemic, all these things. So like if somebody were to be like, do you think the quarter life crisis is real? I would say I think there is some sort of like adulting crisis that 20 somethings Mm -hmm. go through for sure and I think it is the product of like you said we grow up all kind of like going along the same path and then around like high school graduation is when everybody starts to jump off the cliff into different spots um and I think at some point in all of that everybody kind of experiences this like holy fucking shit I'm becoming an adult. How do I do this? What do I do? What do I want? But I didn't have a quarter life crisis. <laughs> I don't think 25 is as scary as it may not be. And this no. is someone who is like really afraid of turning 25 and it felt really huge and really fucking scary. Yeah. And I think it's, I hope for you and for me that it's better than we thought it was going to be, that there's a lot of growth and a lot of hard things, but a lot of good things. And I just I really hope you can let go of the things that aren't helping you like I I personally feel like I've felt really angry since the pandemic of like it so blew up our lives and our plans and everything and I feel like I've never been quite been able to let go of Mm. like who I would have been had that not happened sure and also a lot of other shit 
And so, like, I am finally feel like I'm releasing some of, like, the anger, shit, fucking whatever of, like, to move on. And I think 25, like, it's a milestone. It's a great opportunity to assess and move forward. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it is as scary. And you know how I'm like sitting here being afraid of 26. I don't, I bet 26, 27, 28, blah, blah, blah. It won't be as scary as you think. Of course, there's going to be uncertainty with everything, but. I think getting older feels really cool and exciting until a certain age. And then it starts becoming like more scary of like, you're, you're, you've reached sort of like, even with like bodies of like, oh, my body's getting worse. I'm not getting stronger anymore. I'm getting weaker. My body's just getting shittier. Sure. And I think there's like a weird sort of like fear that comes with that hump. And I think like around this time, I hope for all of you of like, I'm starting to realize like the gift of getting older, that it is truly like a blessing and a joy that you get to become older. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what we talked about with um, a swap that we did that you guys will hear soon, but she was talking about like, she's in her thirties and she was like, I think like, 30s like amazing because you just know yourself mm-hmm. so much better a lot of my siblings have hit their fucking stride in their 30s like my brother's in his mid 30s he's one of my brothers is essentially a decade older than me and like i feel like he's like a he's incredibly young 35 is not very old people um but b like he's really found a stride and is doing like fantastic and i like i look at him and it makes me excited for 35 totally yeah but you're gonna be okay if you still have to turn 25, you're going to be okay. If you're 25, you are going to be okay. If, if you're, you're not, past 25, you're going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. We love you guys. Peace punch. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed this. And that's that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. And on TikTok and YouTube at completely F-C-K-I-N-G clueless. Wish Sarah a very happy month, early birthday. Yes. I'll, actually, guys, this is going to be the last episode you hear from us this month because next week is going to be our season break. So the next episode you will hear will be season three. Our baby is turning three. Ah, um, that's yes. when they walk i don't know what age is baby no well, oh my god we were just in our <laughs> terrible twos oh my god guys so maybe we're, we're out of the terrible twos we're out of the terrible twos maybe we're this into is the, the triple threat threes yes yes so the next i thought that was funny <laughs> the, the triple threat threes <laughs> the next time you'll hear from us will be our third birthday but we hope you all have Goo-goo gaga bitch <laughs> an amazing tuesday an amazing week and do not forget to be motherfucking clueless uh, bye friends this has been season two baby boys i know oh my god this is our last episode of season two also why like, baby boys is so much worse than baby girls yeah baby boys we did not have baby boys listening to this podcast this is from This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.